Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what happens when you're given the gift of a porcelain doll, but there's something about the doll that seems to make it more than just a child's toy. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now. At 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown. And quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is the phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your real ghost story with us, you can write in. RealGhostStoriesOnline.com, I think I just said that. Anyway, uh, if you want to uh, keep the show on the air, support the show, get a whole bunch of extras, EPP bonus episodes, extra podcast person, that's what EPP stands for. You uh, can sign up at GhostPodcast.com or Patreon.com slash RealGhostStories. Five bucks a month gets you access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, which are ad-free. You get our ebook, our audio book, those two both Amazon bestsellers, uh, and uh, it's all yours. Five bucks a month or do the annual membership and get one month free. That's how you can support the thing and keep us afloat. It's uh, Tony and Carol Hughes joining you on this fine day. And how are you? Well, I was doing great. Well, I mean, all things considered, as great as one can be these days. Sure. But you're talking about porcelain dolls. Yeah. Trying to creep me out. I and I'm like, hate them. We're recording this at 8:45 in the evening, mm-hmm. which means you know I'm gonna dream about porcelain dolls all night. That sounds like a like a Neil Sedaka song or something. <laughs> I'm no, gonna dream of porcelain like dolls all night. <laughs> My mom had this weird doll collection, like those porcelain dolls. Yeah. And she had a, is it why I have no idea that she needed 30 or 40 or 50 of them. And so they kind of overran a lot of her house. So she put them in this spare bedroom. So if you slept there, mm-hmm. woke up in the night, they're all staring at you. It's like, quit looking at me. Yeah. 
That is it's hell. A, yeah, to where I'm like, you know, I'll just sleep in the living room. Finally, I'm like, because you have all those damn dolls in the room. How's, how's anyone supposed to sleep It's the in most there? uncomfortable way to sleep. I had a friend up in Green Bay back in the day, and uh, his wife collected the porcelain dolls, and the guest bedroom was, thing, yep, huh? it was the ledge around like the top of the room, all porcelain dolls, just wall to wall, all four walls. And they was just the creepiest shit. And they were the nicest people in the world. Um, but I did not, I don't get the doll collecting thing. I don't understand it. I don't know why. I, I, I mean, I, I can understand it more generationally if we're talking about um, like our grandparents or something like that, because that would be more into that, you know, the era of when these, you know, maybe that these, this was the beautiful, wonderful toy to have. And as an adult, you tend to look back on your toys and you think, oh, it'd be neat to have that again or something like that. So I get a couple generations ago why that would have been such a big thing. Generations alive today. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't get it. What, what are your thoughts? I think that, you know, every little girl um, and some boys, they have that doll that they played with, not really played with, like it was their sure. toy, but it was so beautiful that they kept it on a shelf. And so I think as an adult, maybe it's like, oh, I loved that doll so much. And then you see one kind of looks like it. Oh, I love that one too. And my mom would get him and she'd be like, isn't this one just beautiful? I mean, mom, it looks like all the rest of them just in a different outfit. Yeah. They, and, and the thing is the, the porcelain thing though, like that doesn't even like really resemble most of the doll toys that have been around for, you know, most of the current generations around, you know, unless it's like, you're really, really old. I mean, everything was made of different materials and, and plastics and things of that nature, rubbers and such. So that's why to me, it's like, it's weird that, that it, there's this attraction to it. Cause my thought is if, uh, as, maybe as it reminded you of your grandparents, maybe or, that's it. Yeah. And it just like keeps evenly getting passed down. I was just wondering if like someday, like my daughter is going to have, there was this one toy that she had where it was a baby and it, a doll and it, it, it shit a lot. So we ended up calling it baby shits a lot. <laughs> <laughs> It was like this yellow Play-Doh you'd push into it. Uh, anyway. Like it really did shit? Yes. It did. It had diapers and everything. And there was, yeah, it shit. And and Harper thought it was going to be fun at first. And then she hated it. And um, But to the kids that did like that toy, my thought was like, okay, so like 80 years from now, when these little kids are old women and men, are they going to look back on childhood toys and is somebody going to be tortured by like these plastic baby shits a lot dolls and, and whatever else, you know, LOL dolls are lining the room. It, it, oh, that would be horrible. You know, cause just, just generationally when you look back on what you'd be collecting, that's the LOL dolls could be a little creepy too. Yeah. Those are a little creepy. Uh, Harper just is addicted to those things, but uh, they can be a little creepy. I'm, uh, most dolls are, you know, Barbies, I never found creepy, you know, like G.I. Joe's, I didn't find creepy, but there's a lot of, when, when things start to like get unproportionally weird and I, I don't know, or, or too lifelike, I think it just gets creepy. But old dolls. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just, uh, yeah. The other day we were in an antique store in Harper. I saw a Raggedy Ann doll. She's like, hey, look, we can get our own Annabelle. And she just, she's like, I'll use my money. She wanted to buy an Annabelle doll using her allowance money just to say that she has an Annabelle doll. Did she? I didn't let her buy an Annabelle doll. <laughs> and more so because I don't think Jen would like her having an Annabelle doll. So if that. if that wasn't the thing that would have stopped it, I probably would have let her buy it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot lately. It's like you're right, hon. Yeah, but that. it would have been a. Why did you let our daughter buy an Annabelle doll? <laughs> and, and I know we all know the answer, but I'd have to say it out loud. So yeah, it was just that's where that ended. <laughs> anyway, let's go to our first story. Our number is eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two. Our uh, story starts. Hey guys, I've called in before, and it sound I sounded like an idiot, so I'm going to write instead. Today, or Tony, uh, do not slaughter my grammar too hard. English is not my first language. Okay, so here it goes. This took place when I was about seven or so. A little background. I can honestly say without a doubt, my mother did not love me. She was abusive, cruel, and only cared about my inheritance that my father left me. I lived with my extended relatives for the first portion of my life. My mother pulled me back to live with her when I was about seven or so. She had a new husband and decided to play mommy, which was the reason I was with her for the first time since I could remember. Fast forward to the holidays. Mom decided to celebrate Christmas with her new husband and brought all the kids a lavish number of gifts. There were six of us. When it came to me, I was given one box. This box had a porcelain doll. It was the first and last doll I had ever seen. This doll had brown hair, brown eyes, and was wearing a blue and white outfit. Its face fixed to the frown and the tear on its face. I looked and she and my mother smiled a little too sweetly and I and asked me if I liked it. I nodded and pushed it beside me and watched my other step half siblings open their gifts. After we all got the gift opening, I went to my room with the doll and just start, stared at it for hours. The doll was sad, which was the first that I'd ever seen. However, I just felt it was something more than just a doll and I couldn't understand why. Eventually, I started noticing little things around my room that had changed. Stuff would be moved or misplaced. I did not think it was the doll. This was the height of my abuse and had my mother and her husband coming in all hours of the night and day. Then one night, a particularly bad one, I was lying in bed rocking my foot back and forth. and It's a tick that I have until this, uh, this day. Suddenly the doll fell on me. I assume it, I knocked it with my foot. But she sat up and put her back on the shelf. It's over my bed. I started bobbing my foot again, making sure not to bump the shelf. The doll fell again. This time, I stared at the doll, now lying at my foot, trying to figure out how the hell it fell a second time. Suddenly, I felt a sudden pack and was terrified of this thing. This will be... seemed to ooze. This thing felt like it was oozing hate. For me, I started crying and ran downstairs where there's a half door leading into a crawl space and stayed there. I could hear what sounded like a doll standing or something being dragged across the carpet. After that night, things got a lot worse. My school supplies would get damaged, crayon markers mysteriously broken. My best friend, who ha uh, happened to be my cat, would settle next to me, always on alert. Then the bruises and bite marks started to happen. Outside of the normal ones I take, they were followed by terrible dreams. 
I'll not get into detail about the dreams as I don't wish to be on them anymore, but they were bad. It plagued me for years and I fell into a deep depression and became a very self-destructive throughout my teen years. My only comfort was my cat. I escaped from my mother at 15. I moved out and got an apartment and got a high school certificate. I later put myself through college, small parapsychology room where we are weirdos. We get together and talk about ghosts and spirits. And at least that was the rumor at the time. Actually gave me information of what actually had happened. You see, this doll wasn't just any doll. It was actually a vessel doll. And it was given to me by my mother with an intent to harm me even further. This doll did have a bad spirit attached to it. And my mother initially gave it to me. It wouldn't be until my late 20s that I found out why. You see, my mother pulled me back when I was a child because I had inherited a large sum of money when my father had died and I had a life insurance policy. I guess is what you would call it, that if I died, she would get the rest of my money. Thankfully, after finding out that this was a vessel doll, the medium in the group did tell me that I did not have an attachment. So the vessel doll was very much unsuccessful in harming me aside from the physical harm. Fast forward to eight years later, I'm now in my 30s, a well-adjusted adult and a proud weirdo. I read everything I possibly can about the parapsychology field and actually found out I am sensitive myself. I can feel things when I walk into the room. I can feel energies. I believe that this was a survival skill that I had to learn as a child. I can also feel people. I can feel as if they are good or if they're bad. I learned to stay away from the bad ones relatively quickly. I've been a lot more paranormal experiences throughout my life, but I'll save it for another time. But I thought you guys would be interested in hearing about the Vessel doll. When I moved out of the age of 15, I threw that doll out along with the other stuff. I refused to take it to my apartment. I do believe that any attachment it was attempting to form was severed. Anyway, that's my story. It's not a glamorous doll story, but it is a doll story, to say the least. I do apologize for any typos. I do have a cap on my lap that wants to get my attention at all times. I discovered through several of my paranormal encounters and experiences that I really don't like people. I'm fun, outgoing, and social when I need to, but I'd much rather be home surrounded by my animals. I feel much safer with my cat. Anyway, if you want to use this, great. If not, great too. Well, I thought it was a great story. So thank you for writing in and sharing that uh, account of the dolls. What are your thoughts, Carol? Well, it made me sad that her, I'm assuming her, since it was a doll, um, was had such a horrible childhood. Sure. And that the mom would do something like that. Yeah. And on top of that, it sounds like there was physical abuse from the parents. So as the story's going along, I'm like, please let this get better. Please let this get better. Yeah. And it did. It sounds like, you know, I'm glad that she was able to totally sever that by getting rid of the doll. But I mean, yeah. that's horrible. Yeah. That your mom, and then to even if the doll didn't have some weird shit attached to it, the fact that you would give your child a doll that is a sad doll with a tear on its cheek. Yeah, that's some sadistic shit right there. Like what? That's the one Christmas present your kid gets. <laughs> I'm like, that's bad enough. You get the crying doll. doll. Yeah, it's just. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, obviously there's like the overt passive aggressive sign you're getting right there and everyone else can see it too. But then you you get all the benefits of the doll that's possessed and is trying to, you know, steal your life essentially. How does one even find, not that I want one, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. eBay. Find a doll like that. eBay. Yeah. Now I, um, I'm, I'm, that's doll. Maybe she had it. Maybe it's something that she had. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it sounds like it took place probably before the days of eBay possessed doll sales. But uh, eBay, eBay does. Uh, people do sell what they call and claim to have and be haunted dolls uh, on eBay. And yeah, it's a thing. Oh, Jesus. No way. Wouldn't it be fun for Halloween if we both randomly send each other a a possessed doll and then we can compare stories and see whose does worse shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else could you send one to? <laughs> who would appreciate it more than me? I got a huge list of people. Like anybody. <laughs> so if anybody happens to get a doll for Halloween gifts, cause that's something now. Blame COVID. Uh, just know it's it's a lovely, lovely gift. Put it somewhere where you'll see it often. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it is a thing. Um, I think we've even had letters from people who thought, you know, yeah, bullshit. But they look spooky and I like spooky things and they bought it. And then shit started getting real. So, you know, I not to say all of them are legit, but who knows? I, who knows what which is which? That I, you know, because like, I mean, I do this show with you. Yeah. But, and so you know that, like, I've had my own experiences as a kid, and maybe that's, well, and actually more than just when I was a kid, kind of throughout my whole life. Yeah. But every house. I, <laughs> no, not every house, not this one, as I'm knocking on the table. Um, Give it a week. But I just don't know why you would invite that in. Yeah. That I don't get. Like, I get why people are intrigued by it. Like, I did the the haunted Eureka Springs tour. Like I'll do stuff like that. Sure. But I'm not gonna order a haunted doll off of eBay. Yeah. I don't even like going to estate sales and shit. I do. Anybody's <laughs> stuff in my house necessarily. Estate sales are cool because you can uh wander through the house and just kind of see how everybody lived. It's I don't know, I've always liked that. But, uh, and I love just seeing like houses that have been untouched and it's, it's harder and harder yeah, to now. I don't know that I need anything to bring home from it. No, I actually go for the architecture where I, I, I used to, they've become less exciting over the last handful of years because the generation that really kind of had some distinctly cool architecture in their homes has passed on. And many of those houses have been updated and such, but, uh, you know. 10, 20 years ago. They all now have big ass open floor plans. Yeah. 10, 20 years ago, <laughs> yeah, estate sales. are like, I want walls. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, what, what I found funny, and then we'll move on to our next story, um, is uh, when we were been, you know, before we had uh, moved and everything, or <laughs> last many a times we moved, um, when we went and looked at houses, uh, the amount of houses we'd go into and our kids would be looking around like, oh my God, this looks so dated. And me and Jen are like, 
Well, Jen knows it's dated, but I'm like, oh, it seems like like my mom and her friends like just did their kitchen like this. And in reality, that was like 25 years ago. Uh, but in, in my mind, it does not seem that long ago. But it's like, oh, yeah, this was this probably belonged to someone my mom's age, you know. <laughs> and but it's still like the 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 thoughts of like where things date to and, and all that. It's all just such a perspective thing. Yeah. So anyway, 855-853-4802. Let's go to our next caller. Hi. This is Jill from uh, Orlando, Florida. So I have a story for you today. It's going to be mostly my mother's story. Uh, Pretty much all of it's my mother's story. And she's just going to talk about an experience we had um, in an old house. So mom, take it away. Hello, so this was uh, roughly around 2016 uh, in Winter Park, Florida. We moved to this very old uh, rental house um, and it was built in the early 1900s. And, um, you know, I've really never believed in anything, never, you know, never had anything happen to me per se uh, until this pink house. Um, So we moved in and then my youngest daughter started she said that little, you know, she felt a little kid touch her shoulder in the bathroom. Um, she heard a music box, but it was always in the bathroom where she felt uncomfortable and would hear the music box. And the, and the, she said it was like children laughing um, in her ear and touching her shoulder. Um, so one day um, I was in the hallway of the house and I said, you know, you, you can't, you know, you're in control, you know, there's nothing in here, you know, and I was like, just like saying, you know, you're in control. There's no ghost in here. It was the same night. Um, my youngest daughter and I slept together and we have a pug. Uh, her name is Millie and we're in bed and we're fast asleep. My oldest daughter's back in college. Um, so she wasn't home at the time. And my elderly mother lived with us and she was on the complete other side of the house. So this is around midnight and i'm awakened to someone calling millie millie and i'm thinking what in the heck and my daughter uh, my dog jumps up and she's barking but she does not leave the bedside like she would not go out of the bedroom she's just barking and so i got up and walking down the hall thinking that it's my mother although it was like a young voice it, it was not my mother's voice um so I get to the, the dining room and I notice that my mother's door underneath is completely black. So she was asleep. So I walk around the table and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make it back down the hall, back in the bedroom because that was not my mother. I don't know what just happened. And I'm in a total shock of panic. Um, I go back into bed. Um, the dog never left the bed. Uh, she's still barking, but I calm her down. And then, you know, my daughter, she never woke up. Um, I don't remember her waking up at all. And so I lay back down, I, I calm down the dog, and then all of a sudden, something comes like racing down the hall. It's a very long hallway, by the way. It comes racing down the hall and it halts right at my door. My door was open, the bedroom door. And a flash of blinding light goes flying up to, to the, the top of the ceiling. It was almost like a big sheet, but it was like just a huge flash and it was a huge like sheet white like and it goes flying up in the air and then poof it was gone I'm immediately like um what just happened and again in just a total shock like okay did I just go crazy what what just happened 
Um, it was very silent after that. My dog calmed down. We went to, I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning thinking, did I have a dream or did this happen? I knew it was not a ghost. Um, it was more like, when I Googled it, it was definitely an apparition. That's exactly what happened. And not only that, I would always see an old lady, like in a smock in the backyard, looking into the window. And this was on like three or four occasions. I would just randomly look out. It was a huge window in the dining room. I would look out to the backyard and she would be all the way at the fence just looking in. And when I would look away and look back, she was gone. Uh, so that happened several times also. So that is my story. So thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to uh, to make that recording and send it in and share that, uh, that story. What are your thoughts? That was creepy. Like the waking up in the middle of the night and hearing somebody's voice you don't even know calling for your dog. That would freak <laughs> out. <laughs> now I've got one more thing to worry about. That's a weird one. I don't think I've ever heard that before where the ghost calls for the dog. Right? That's a new so one. Really, the ghost is calling for you yeah. to get your attention because you get up because it's like, oh, you know, it's mom calling for my dog. No, it's not. What is it? That's strange. He wants to get the dog and then make it go all pet cemetery on you. That's that's the goal. That's what's going on there. The dog's like, I ain't getting up. Yeah. I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> you go see. That was uh, that was a great story. Thank you so much for uh, for calling that in and sharing that with us. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, I should talk about this because I believe this is the... I'm looking at my calendar. Uh, yeah, well, aside from uh, Halloween Day, which is the 31st, which will be a Harp and Me episode... Um, in the evening of Halloween, October 31st, obviously, of uh, this fine year, 2020, uh, since most of us aren't really going to be doing anything and uh, a lot of us aren't trick-or-treating and there's so many things of, you know, it's where it is what it is. Um, we are going to be doing a live Halloween show and actually our kids are going to dress up and they'll be making appearances and we'll be uh, doing, you know, ghost stories live on Halloween night. Uh, Jen and myself and Harper uh, and uh, Olivia will also be on with us and uh, it's taken uh, ghost stories and just kind of having our own little Halloween party uh, online on our Facebook page. So uh, follow us on Facebook and then be sure to be tuning in Halloween night. I'd say probably eight o'clock. I think it's, I haven't said an exact time yet, but probably about 8 p.m. Uh, Central time is when that will be going on. So that should be uh, I love that idea. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. So maybe we can even make somehow have a, you have a special appearance or something via Skype well, or something. I can't. <laughs> As you know, you work on Saturday I nights. Right place. Yes. And that's closing nights. That's true. So I will be closing night in my place. That's uh so we'll uh, we're gonna have some fun. And uh it, it's uh it's a different world. But we're still eating our Halloween candy from last year, if it tells you how how too much we got last year. It's just we still have like you three three buckets. You guys are- Really good at rationing candy, like way better than I. We're not. We're really not. It's I have two girls and my wife and myself, and it's once at least once a day those those buckets come down. So we got a lot of candy, 
But uh, they have to go buy a bunch of candy for the girls. We're going to. Yeah, we are. They uh, have, you know, massive amounts yep. of candy. Even that, though they didn't go ask for it. Yep. We're going to do that uh, right before and uh, let them pick out whatever they want, like a bag or two. And um, and then we'll come home and uh, we'll do uh, probably spooky Halloween movies and that sort of stuff. And then when it comes time to go on the air, we will go on the air and we'll have some fun That's and they can show off their costumes. I love that. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. And I'll probably even have a way uh, to submit if you have a Halloween picture or something, uh, you know, that we can submit and show on the screen and all that. But anyway, that's a Halloween night. So be sure to join us for that. Let's do uh, another caller. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. And hello. This is Alex. Uh, big fan. Been listening to you guys for a while. I listen to your podcast overnight because I'm a gig worker and I'm telling you, when you listen to your podcast at night, it's a whole different thing. You get the whole goosebumps and everything, and I love it. Anyways, I'm calling to share a story about an experience I had when I was a young kid. I was about eight or nine years old, and uh, I used to live on the north side of the city of Chicago in this, you know, small apartment. My mom, older brother. Uh, so this this one uh, this one experience I had is where, and I can't I can't forget this either. Um, I remember watching television one day. Right, I was in you know my mom's room because that's the room where we had like the cable TV, and I you know going to watch cartoons or whatever. So it was about an hour and a half before we went to bed, so I'm still watching Cartoon Network and whatnot, Toon Network. And the phone rings, you know, we had a landline, of course, you know, 90s. And so I picked up the phone, and you hear a whole bunch of weird, like, ah, man, it's kind of hard to explain. It's like garbled, pixelated noises, kind of, I don't know. It was weird. It's like somebody tried to communicate with me and I couldn't understand them, so I hung up. They called back again. Same thing. These weird noises, weird. Some Something was trying to communicate with me, you know, and I, it wasn't like static or nothing. It was like clear as a bell. So after that happened, you know, everybody's asleep and... It had to have been like around twelve thirty one in the morning where my room, you know, I shared a room with my brother and it's just the the roof collapsed, you know, part of, part of the roof collapses like this big hole and I rem- I specifically remember these three weird alien looking things coming down, right? And it was just so strange where they looked like, you know, your stereotypical aliens, I guess you could say. They had kind of like some body armor suits and the same way they were trying to communicate on the phone, the same way they were talking when I saw them. I got up out of my bed and I ran to my mom's room, right? Then I, I peeked over because my brother was still sleeping and uh, they were gone. And... You know, I told my mom, I remember telling my mom the next day uh, about what happened with, with the whole with the whole whole situation that was there the next day. 
I remember telling my mom, hey, you know what I saw yesterday? These these three weird uh, alien-looking things. Of course, my mom thought I was crazy, and she tried to give me an explanation about what happened. She just said that the roof had collapsed, and that's it, you know? But I knew it was much more than that, because to this day, I remember what happened. And if it was a bad dream, then it's a really vivid bad dream that I remember, you know, years from when it happened because I'm I'm close to 30 now and this happened years ago you know but uh thank you for listening to my story and I love your show um we'll keep listening you know thank you so very interesting story it's ghostly and we really don't cover aliens on the show like ever but i will of course entertain the story because it, it it's a very interesting what, what are what are your thoughts you know it's i think there's times in your life where you know what you saw yeah and so somebody can say no you know and try to explain it away yeah but if you saw something that freaky yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm not excusing the alien possibility. I'm not anti-alien. We just don't do those stories. But it, it's sometimes this is like a perfect story where sometimes those two like worlds can interconnect. And it's like, well, what was it that happened? Was that alienish? Was it ghostish? It's 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 hard to know. Yeah, that one's freaky. I mean, something to have the power to, you know make the the roof somewhat cave in you know and if there's no storm no tree falling on it i mean it takes some force to make that happen you know even to a shitty roof you know so it, it would be like something did something and i could see as a kid you know there's certain things you can you know miss see or your memory is is a little off on but that would be such an extremely different memory you know you know to have versus what actually happened when you look back on that. Um, you know, I could see, like I lived in a pretty dumpy house for quite a while, actually, and the ceiling caved in, mm -hmm. a big section of it. And I think, I don't know why, but I think, you know, as a rundown house, and maybe yeah. that was the thing, you might be able to explain the roof. Yeah. But the things... Uh, it fell down. But for that to fall down and that to happen at the same time, like, yeah. what's up with that? Yeah. You know? And you know when you see something. Like, yeah, that would scare the crap out of me. The roof just <clears throat> collapsed in. Mm -hmm. That would be scary enough. Then when you have some weird thing that you saw at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think in the way, the details of, of how he described it, he it happened i mean there there you know and memory can be tricky sometimes but certainly something happened beyond that roof just coming down that he saw and it, to to make that kind of an imprint so thank you for that is another show cuz i've listened to those people talk about see, seeing aliens and mm -hmm. i don't want that to happen to me either no that's a whole other world and it's maybe someday i'll i'll venture into it i never thought i would go into true crime either but we got dark side too and and that i'm i'm loving but maybe someday we'll enter the alien world in another program i don't know but uh, thank you for sharing that story with me. Really uh, very much appreciate it. 855-853-4802 uh, is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. And that's going to wrap up today's episode of the program. If you like the show, support us. Keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person in EPP. Go to ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. 
and sign up. Five bucks a month. Get all the bonus episode, advanced episodes, ebook, audiobook, and more. And uh, thank you for your support. Until next time, for Carol and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruski. Thanks for listening. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com.